0: The Public News Service Daily Newscast, April the 5th, 2022, I'm Mike Clifford. With the goal of providing financial relief for folks struggling with higher prices for gas and food, lawmakers are to convene today for a special session in Santa Fe. The governor has said she'd like changes made to a spending bill to protect New Mexicans' paychecks and deliver additional relief and financial security. James Peach is a retired professor of economics at New Mexico State University. He says despite the Federal Reserve raising interest rates last month to ward off a recession, he doesn't expect a quick turnaround. There's not a lot of reason to be optimistic right now. And given the supply chain stuff and the war in Ukraine, there's probably not going to be any relief from this for several months. New Mexico has a one billion dollar budget surplus right now from oil and gas industry receipts and the legislative session is likely to result in rebate checks. I'm Roz Brown. One recent survey shows New Mexico with the fourth worst recovery rate for unemployment among the 50 states and a civic engagement organization based in Harrisburg hoping to increase voter turnout.
1: Michelle Martinborough of Harrisburg launched One Vote Counts in 2020. She says she's noticed over the years that despite being a politically active city, the number of people who vote has remained low. During the 2021 mayoral race, about 7,000 people cast their votes in a city with just over 50,000 people. Martinborough says through what she calls deep canvassing, One Vote Counts hopes to have more people realize their political power, especially residents of color. We actually built relationships with our communities to really get them engaged. We serve the most vulnerable communities. Our intention is to wake the city up one vote at a time in the areas that feel as though they've been left behind. Martinborough says they work with a pool of about 15 canvassers, but are looking for more volunteers. May 2nd is the last day to register to vote in Pennsylvania ahead of the May 17th primary election. Mail and absentee ballot requests must be received by county offices no later than 5 p.m. on May 10th. I'm Emily Scott.
0: Pennsylvania residents who are being held in jails pre-trial are eligible to vote by mail. Now from CNN, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson expected to be confirmed as the first black woman Supreme Court justice this week, after a bipartisan group of senators voted Monday to advance her nomination. Initially, the Judiciary Committee voted 11-11, but... Leader Chuck Schumer called for a vote to break the deadlock and send the nomination to floor every Democrat and three Republican senators, Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, voted in support of Jackson. This is PNS. Governor Roy Cooper has used his clemency power to end life sentences for three people sent to prison as children. That decision last month followed the recommendation of the newly created North Carolina Juvenile Sentence Review Board.
2: The three individuals were tried and sentenced in adult criminal court for murders committed under age 18. All have served between 20 to 30 years in prison. Christy Puckett-Williams with the ACLU of North Carolina points out more than 80% of those in North Carolina prisons for crimes committed as juveniles are people of color. When you're talking about
1: who you will believe an eight-year-old is that is dangerous, you're not talking about white children. The image in folks' mind is black children, and they are perfectly comfortable with subjugating black and brown children in the juvenile justice system.
2: She says isolating youth worsens mental health and trauma. According to the governor's office, the three will be supervised by community corrections staff at the North Carolina Department of Public Safety to help them safely and successfully return to their communities. According to a report from the Sentencing Project, youth detention has grown even more common for Black and Latino youth. Nadia Ramlagan reporting.
0: More than 36 million people with federal student loan debt have not been required to make a payment for over two years, but that could soon change.
1: A moratorium on federal student loan payments went into effect in March 2020 and has been extended three times with the current expiration date of May 1st. With the average Ohio college grad facing an average loan debt of roughly $30,000, Rome Busa with Greater Cleveland College Access Organization College Now says the benefits of the freeze have been tremendous for borrowers.
2: Now, the flip side of that is, even though it's been a pause on the burden of repayment, it hasn't completely canceled it or taken it away. So at some point, some action needs to be taken on both the borrower side and on the federal government side. Right now, everything's at a standstill. There's really no solutions being provided.
1: There are calls for the Biden administration to issue some federal student loan forgiveness before the pause expires. I'm Mary Sherman.
0: Finally, our Mike Bowen tells us North Dakota, a haven for wildlife, but climate change and development threaten certain species and their habitat. Mike Leahy of the National Wildlife Federation says states often lean on hunters to fund wildlife preservation through fees. But he says a federal proposal would keep funding more consistent. The Recovering America's Wildlife Act finally gets the states, the territories, and the tribes the money to do proactive, collaborative wildlife conservation. Under the plan, North Dakota would see $15 million annually backers say that would allow the state to work with private landowners to restore wetlands and protect grasslands. The Senate version, co-sponsored by North Dakota's Kevin Kramer, could get a committee vote on Thursday. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. We are member and supported. Heard on radio stations
2: big and small. Find your trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.